I think it's episode 28, is it? 28? Yeah, I think so. Episode 28 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it is me, Griff, obviously. Alright, stop that. Um, how's your week been, people? It's this gonna be a quick podcast because nothing's happened this week. You know, I could literally run through my week so quickly. I've done nothing, nothing's happened in the world that's funny. Um, you know, Sunday, last Sunday I went to a barbecue. That was it. Had some red meat, hadn't eaten red meat for a month or so. I was fine. I was fine eating the red meat. Didn't really feel better for not eating red meat. But then when I did eat it, oh, today after, oh, did I feel shitty. Oh, did it smell like a dog took a dump in my bathroom? Oh, is that too much information? Oh, probably. It was horrible. My insides were burning. The main thing, is it that I just got used to my body being abused by red meat? Like, why did it hurt so much? My intestines were on fire. So I'm done. I'm done with red meat now. I'm over. I'm now just chicken and fish. But I can't preach to people about their diet because it's not high enough on the chain, you know? It's not high enough on the chain. Because, like, when you're vegetarian, you can start looking down on people. I can't believe you eat animals. Uh, That's disgusting. Like, we're equal. But then you have to shut your mouth when a vegan walks into the room. Hey, you egg munching prick. <laughs> shut your mouth. Vegan in the house. What are you going to do then? Then when that vegan's there, and they're giving it the big one, they have to shut their mouth when raw vegan walks in. Oh, you cook all the nutrients out of your food. Pussy hole. Yeah, on my levels. My dietary levels. See, so you can't do that. So me as a chicken and fish eater, or just a white meat eater, um, you know, who am I going to lord it over? I can't make someone feel bad for eating a cow or a sheep. No. It's like, I can't do it out of morality. I just have to shut my mouth. And just order fish or chicken off the menu and don't explain why I've done that. And that's what I will do. Until I get to like a higher level. <laughs> well, yeah, that was my uh, Sunday. And then what else really happened this week? Um, not much really. A few gigs. Tuesday, had a gig. Junior book gig. Spoke to all the, the guy who, who owns the place. He's talking about homophobia in a, kind of the urban comedy scene. Says he's, he thinks it's too prevalent. I might have to agree with him in a sense. I don't think the audience are accepting of homophobia, but I think a lot of comedians are more uh, confident to be homophobic in an urban slash black setting. But, you know, my view about sexuality is quite simple. If I ain't trying to have sex with you, then I don't care. That is actually it. I don't care if you're trying to have sex with me. I'll, if I don't want to, I'll say no. But if I'm not trying to have sex with you, then your sexuality is no concern of mine. So, you know, I'm a straight man. I like straight women. I go talk to a woman. She goes, I'm a lesbian. I'm like, oh, well, then, guess that's it, then. Now, you know those guys who's like, oh, you know what she needs? She just needs some dick. 
That'll stop her being a lesbian. She needs dick. I think, like, by definition, lesbians don't like dick. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a little... Just, you know, I don't know how I worked that out there, but uh, that's, that's a conclusion I came to. After years of scientific studies, it's been discovered in a groundbreaking paper that lesbians actually like other women. It's like, oh, now it makes sense. You know, so I don't really care. Like, all right, you don't, you don't have sex with me. That's the, that's the type of woman I like. I like straight women who want to have sex with me. There you go. It's really easy to navigate life with that attitude. So, you know, I I tackled some sexuality issues in my gig, in my uh, set on the show on Tuesday. And he really appreciated it. So much so, he bought me a beer. Didn't have to pay for it. I got a beer on the house. So that's what you do, people. Promote equality and get beers. What is it? You give beers and then you get equality. Like a chicken and egg thing. Eh? Hey. It's probably a joke in there about vegans, but I'm I'm too tired. I'm not hungover, though. Actually sober. So I didn't drink last night. was at my... uh, auntie's barbecue we had a barbecue for my would have been my grandmother's 90th birthday and she died 20 years ago um by the end of this month but it would have been her 90th birthday um so we all came together it was awesome worked out that my family has a 65 year span at the moment so the oldest person in my family is my auntie and the youngest is my cousin's daughter so we had all, we had, um, is it three? Yeah, we had three generations of family there. Um, there is a fourth generation, but that little one wasn't there. He's six years old. But yeah, no, it was nice. Nice family event. Just chilled with family. I was meant to go out for a drink after with my friends. So I was like, do you know what? No. I don't see my family often. Let me just not. I'm just going to just stay here and just enjoy family time. It was really good. Really, really good. Now, it's good to like your family. Now, I've, I've, always, like, I've been lucky, like, because I've just come from family that I've just get on with each other. I wonder what it must be like just to not get on with family, man. It's like, it must be a pain in the arse. That family events is a chore. It's been so draining, man. So draining. But um, Wednesday, what happened Wednesday? Oh, that's it. I was recording my pod, uh, other podcast, Midweek Under the Lights, a football podcast with four friends. Just sound like they're chatting in a pub. Just generally saying terrible opinions about football that wind up our listeners. <laughs> but they're honest opinions and they're there to dis- be disagreed with. But um, earlier on that day, you may have seen on my radio show, I had a dilemma about someone dropping, someone else Someone dropping someone else's food in the kitchen at work and just rinsing it off, putting it back in the container. What would you do? And that actually happened that day. That's what inspired the question. I I was the witness in that story. Um, you know, some people like, what can you do? Just what, you rinsed it, put it back in the container, get on with your day. Other people like, no, I'd need to find out whose food that was. But it's just kind of the nonchalant attitude of the food being on the floor. A five-second roll. 
is the five second rule. Just dust it off. Five second rule. So how about I bang your wife for four seconds and dust off my dick? How about five second rule then? Oh, what? That's different now. Why? Why? Because it, what? Because it was food. Hey, don't matter. Doesn't matter. Alright, so, you know, I just don't like this five second rule nonsense. I've always been like that as a kid. You know, growing up. I was, just a, I was a different type of kid. Now, when I went to the toilet, guess what I did? I just undid my flies. Or pulled my waistband down just enough so my dick could come out. I wasn't a kid that had his trousers down around his ankle. And his pants around his ankles to go away. No, see, different child. Then did I just run straight out of the toilet? No, I washed my hands with soap. So I just went away. Did those other kids do it? No, they just ran out. And they're the same kids who drop their food on the floor and eat it. Me, my lunch was ruined if my food went on the floor. I'm not eating it. I've got no lunch now. It's dead to me. The only time I'd eat food from the floor is if I was indoors and it was in my bedroom and I was hungover. Or the food is very hard to come by. Yeah, you know, like if it's a piece of jerk chicken that's actually proper jerk chicken. Um, then yeah, I'd probably pick that up off the floor. Can't lie. <laughs> oh, I'm a hypocrite, but I don't care. You know, once you admit you're a hypocrite, you have so much freedom to behave how the fuck you want. Now it's funny when people try to use that as a powerful word to stop you from doing things. Oh, you're such a hypocrite. Yep. And what? Well, I mean, you're a hypocrite. Yep. Well, don't you feel bad about that? No. No, I don't. Most of us are hypocrites if we admit it. Isn't it hilarious when someone else falls over? Yes, it is. Is it hilarious when I fall over? Me? No, it's not. Why are you laughing? Because I've hurt myself. Stop laughing. If you fell over, I'm laughing. Snot's running out my nose. But, um, that was that really... Thursday had a great gig. Uh, I was headlining, and then um, you know had to. How's that? Get your comedy on insured it. Then I had the nice inconvenient favour offered to me. Someone offered me a lift home, and I was like, "Yeah, all right, fine, I'll jump in." So it took me two hours to get home by this lift. If I took the train, it would take me forty-five minutes. Yeah, you ever had that, people? Where am I? Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to bait her up. She's going to hate me for it. Did I have my sister once? She offered me a lift somewhere. So like, fine, cool, right? Three o'clock we've got set off. She didn't come come to pick me up till five. But if I got the train, I would have been where I needed to be on time. She's done that to me before. She knows she's done that. I know she listens to this podcast sometimes. <laughs> but yes, it happens. But then, um, yeah, man. I've been more weak. Um, yeah, but it's been cool. It's been a cool week. I'll rejoin the gym as well. That's another thing. Rejoined the gym, but I haven't actually been yet. I just signed up because it's five minutes from my house, 24-7 access, and £30. So I signed up before I even looked at the gym. I just drove past and saw it was open. I was like, oh, I'll sign up to that. But I can't use the gym because, like I said, I've injured my shoulder. It's a recurring injury that I've got. 
Um, I've never actually been to a doctor or physio to get diagnosed, but obviously I went online, looked up the symptoms, and obviously I've got cancer in my shoulder. <laughs> you ever find that? Whenever you Google your own symptoms, you always end up with some life-threatening illness, some terminal disease. It's like, oh, yeah, I've got, I've got, a, little, I've got a little pain in, in my back. It's like, yeah, you've probably, you've probably snapped, cracked the discs, spinal fluid's pouring out, go to the hostel immediately. You, you, only, you pick up the symptoms that says severe pain in back. Well, this pain does feel quite severe. You you ignore all the symptoms that say stuff like you can't actually walk at this stage. You can't walk. Um, you can't feel your toes. You're walking. You're pacing up and down your house, going, "I've broken my back. I've broken my back. <laughs> I've got a tumor in my spine." It's just it's what you do when you self-diagnose. But now I've got this. I don't know what it is with my shoulder, but from what I did do a self-diagnosis a few months ago and it seems to fit perfectly there's some weird membrane between like the ligament and the muscle on my shoulder that once you've torn it once in your life you continually tear it whenever it's under certain strain any kind of sudden strain and I knocked my shoulder last week and from then it went weird so yeah it just makes my left arm super weak um and do what I realized that's not very podcast worthy but I don't edit this, so that's going to have to stay in. I'm going to just pick it up going forward. Right? So, <laughs> what was happening this week, though? Bruce Forsyth, he's gone. 89 years old. Uh, legend. He's been old all my life. He's in the same bracket as Morgan Freeman. Just old. Always been old. Um, thought he was a morsel. But he's not. And, you know... One of my friends, he had on his Facebook, if I see anyone say gone too soon or what a shock, I'm I'm blocking you. I'm blocking you and unfriending you, sorry. <laughs> we, he has a point. 89, you had a good innings. You had a good life. £70 million fortune he has left to his third wife. His third and current wife. Well, you know, current wife until he died because he's until death do you part. So she's now single. But, um... Yeah, he left his money to her to avoid inheritance tax. Smart move. But the system's fucked up, man. How are you taxing me on dying? Like, how are you entitled to that money? For me to obtain that money, I've paid taxes to get that money, no? Income tax. National insurance. VAT. Corporation tax of other company. Council tax, that's an unformed tax. The road tax. I've paid all these different taxes all my life. And then you've gone, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. HMC's like, no, 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 what? Well, I mean, you've got money now. Yeah, but I'm dead. Yeah, but um, we would just like some more. What are you taxed me on here exactly? On, on my earnings? Because I can't earn anymore. I'm dead. Oh, you tax me on my assets. The assets I don't have anymore because I'm dead. Oh. Just like, fuck off. <laughs> Just fuck the fuck off, HMRC. Tax me on my earnings, fine. Not when I die. I've worked hard all my life. You're going to tax me when I die. 
No. Well, no, Bruce, he's gone. Um, did he ever say anything racist in his life? He must have done. To be 89. If he, if he managed to go... Yeah, I'd be so impressed, man. If he managed to go 89 years without saying anything racist, that's really impressive. Because this guy was... Yeah, that's old, man. Oh, he, yeah, he's from the time of that like, that Charlottesville-level racism. God damn. But, um... Yeah, fair play to Bruce Forsyth, legend. Um, also, Dick Gregory... Passed away. I think that was this morning that happened. I'm recording this Sunday morning, so I haven't actually had time to read into that. Comedian and political activist... Dick Gregory, an absolute legend... Um, he passed away too so yeah it's just that time legends pass away it's what happens people do die so yeah hey then what else happened this week you have the Barcelona attacks now if you've ever been to Barcelona because this is weird when these attacks when these attacks happen in places I've never been it's bad but when it's happened to places I've been it's like uh I have a, a you know better visualization of what was going on and the kind of level of terror that would have been happening. So if you've ever been to Barcelona, um, you would know because this is La Rambla. Now La Rambla is this massive pedestrianised area that just has stalls and people selling you ten euro paella, and um, you know it's the same generic paella. I swear it's just all done in the factory and they just ship it out to all these little stalls to sell to us muggy non-Spanish people. Yeah, and it's just pedestrianised and this car apparently just drove down that zigzagging, trying to take people out. It's fucked. Absolutely fucked. And, um... Yeah, it's just... It's crazy. What is going on with this world, man? So, yeah, it's, it's got a bit nuts. It's gone a bit crazy. But uh, on a lighter note, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the media's funny, man. You can never let a hero be a hero for too long. So you that, you know, that homeless guy in the Manchester bombing saved like some kids and stuff and cradled a dying person in the last hours. He's apparently been accused of robbing that dying person. Now, here's a part of me thinking, right, yeah, robbing someone while they're dying, it's dreadful. But, I mean, he is homeless, like, <laughs> just let him have the wallet, or the purse, let him have it. So I just, I mean, fucking homeless, just let him, hey, just let him have it, man. Not every day, every day, uh. Don't know if they drag someone down. Just let him be a hero for a bit. But, um... This is talking about homeless people. I read this... Oh, this has jumped to my head. This wasn't even planned. I saw earlier in the week about this this article about this American guy. Well, these American guys who are homeless, but they are getting AIDS, HIV and AIDS on purpose. Because in America, you get so much more... Uh, aid, what help? <laughs> Shit. Um, so, <laughs> so much more help 
if you got HIV, like you get housing and then you get healthcare and all that shit. When you're homeless, you don't get it. So they're actually getting HIV on purpose. Do you know how fucked up the system is when HIV is actually a viable option? This is the best option for me to get HIV and probably AIDS. That's a mess. Absolute mess. Like that. Some people are slagging off these homeless people going, nah, they need to do more. They need to do more. Just like, why do people talk about homeless people like they're just shit at life? When you actually watch documentaries or speak to someone who's homeless and you realise it's just the tiniest of change in their life. A misdirection that happens in their life. Because they don't have a family unit behind them. It's done. You don't actually understand how lucky we are to have family or friends to actually have a sofa to crash on. It's just a downward spiral. And the fact that you think HIV is the best option that shows you how messed up the world must be. But, I mean, I've got to end it on a lighter note than that, surely. <laughs> oh, I hope this guy's getting HIV. What about Chloe? Chloe Alien, the, the model. There you go, we could end it on her. Um, she was the one who got kidnapped. And the one I spoke about last week. Quarter million dollar, quarter million pounds. She got blonde hair, big boobs, easy money. She is now doing a modeling thing. She's going to go topless, which, you know, good on her. Um, but apparently other models are taking the piss out of her, taking pictures of themselves in suitcases. And inside the close to the source says that just the girls just don't believe her. They don't believe her story. They don't think it adds up. They don't think she was actually abducted. They think she just did this as a leg up in the modelling industry. Because getting your boobs out just isn't enough anymore. You know, dumping fat into your ass isn't enough. Or into your lips. It's not enough. Can't do full frontal nudity. We've got porn. It's not enough. We need a story. I mean, I hope this. I hope this is all. Uh, I actually want her to be lying because it would be so sad if she went through the turmoil of being kidnapped and no one believes her. You know how shit that'd be. It'd be dreadful, man. Absolutely dreadful. But uh, grew up. I haven't got much more to say on this podcast. You know, I'm uh, gonna go back indoors, have a shower. And then just get ready to watch Spurs versus Chelsea. You know, which is now walking distance from my house. That's gonna be awesome. Hey. That's it. There's yeah, can't not gonna end this podcast anything big and special. Just have to do these podcasts, keep it regular, right? People want want regularity. So there it is that sometimes there's nothing really happening in the week, so I'll just go and talk for a little bit. So I'll keep this podcast very short and Next week, I hope I'll have more to talk about because we'll have the bloody carnival popping off and Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Shit, there's going to be loads happening in the week. Yeah, no, next week's podcast will be good. And I will try to get someone in particular on this podcast next week. I won't mention any names because I can't guarantee I can get them. But I have plans. I have plans. I need to actually message them. Right, people, that is the podcast. Um, See you later in peace.